Peltier Pickle, episode 102. Chris and I are going to jump into the can of worms that we opened last week on Hitting Twitter. I warned producer Patrick before we got started that it was going to be a problem, and it was a problem. So some fires to put out there and just some discussion about the hitting world. Uh, we get into Albert Pujols and his, his almost retirement and the adjustments that he made. And then we dig into the playoffs. A lot of topics with uh, the postseason, the new format, the Cardinals, the Mets, a lot of, a lot of interesting topics there. So uh, check it out. Pelotero Pickle, 102. Pelotero Pickle, episode 102. It's Friday, October 14th. We are off schedule with routine here with Pelotero Pickle, but that's not going to stop me from reminding you to send us your questions, comments, concerns by email to pickle at pelotero.com or hit us up on Twitter at Pelotero Pickle, Instagram at Pelotero app. What did I do wrong? Why are you making the face? Pel- I did it right. Because you did it. You messed it up. No, you said pel- pickle at pelotero.com. Just listen to it when it plays black. It was like just that was a that it. was a small. You got to just. I got rice in my teeth. We just I ate as fast as I could. We're doing the best we can. Uh, joining me as always is Chris Colabello. Chris, how are you doing? It's the seven year. It's a dressed up version of the show today, huh? It's the seven year anniversary of the Joey Bats. Oh my kid, seven years. I just got a today is. I got tagged in a story. Yep, today. Today is the seven year. Anniversary and yes, we have nice shirts on and a sweater. I bought sweaters the other day. Give me, give me your. Sweater so now, weather. seven years later, what is your biggest, biggest takeaway from that moment? It's hard to, it's hard to really describe. Like what's how what resonates most with you now, looking back on it. The the feelings, it, honestly, it's it's so hard to to really get into. Like I was blacked out straight blacked out when when you're going through it you feel so acutely aware in the moment but with a, a really it's it's almost like um you see large versus small right like you could see everything but you can't remember anything right like I, it, it's the wildest thing ever like details are so blurry but moments resonate so closely and then every time i've probably watched it 10,000 times that's and that's not an exaggeration I've watched the homer 10,000 times um and it's just still magical man and I, I don't I'm hard-pressed to believe there'll ever be a, a a more impactful moment or not ever but you know in the net in the decade or it's been probably almost a decade since and I, I can't recall a moment in a baseball game that Felt like that anyway. And it was, it was the buildup. It was all the circumstances, right? I remember you telling me you, f- you could feel the ground shaking when, when it happened. Are there any like uh, maybe moments in the dugout or just, f- did you look up at any point and be like, oh, wow, look at what's happened right here. This is wild. So it was crazy because the, the way the, the play happened before, right? The, the whole buildup of, it was 40 minutes on the field of just, waiting for the 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 decision on the play before and it, people throwing stuff on the field and then you go in the dugout and you you know you just realize that you're 
nine outs away from losing the division series in a fashion that you don't, you can't imagine it ending because you've played yourself into this moment and it's the moment's yours to take now. And thinking to yourself like, this can't be the play that ends the series. And, you know, I, I would always sit on the Gatorade or the Powerade buckets or whatever they were in the middle of the dugout when I wasn't due up to bat. So obviously that, you know, I had, I think I had just hit the inning before um, and Russell Martin comes up and hits a ground ball, like just a, an unassuming six hopper through the middle off the end of the bat, broken bat or whatever it was. And, you know, he kicks it and then you slam the, you know, slam the railing. Like, Oh, we get, we, we bought one, right? Like we got a freebie. And then when Moreland spiked it, you know, you bang it a few more times. And then, just thinking, don't bunt it too hard. Don't bunt it too hard. And it, the buildup was louder, louder, louder. And it was just, it was weird. Even Revy grounding into the force out and Donaldson scoring the run, but they got the force at second. Like, it was almost unfathomable. Like you've never seen an inning like that by itself, a half inning. And then obviously for Jose to do it, it was, it was wild, man. Cause I was still trying to get ready to hit, and, you know, knowing that I would, I'd probably be, have an impactful at bat short of a, you know, a three-run homer or something like that. Nope, not very forgettable at bat. Not not yeah. your own fault, but wildly unforgettable at bat. Super and base hit too, right? Yeah, laser. It was yeah. it was incredible. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, in in your mind, you know, like how when you get your second hit of the game, generally you, you feel really good about the day. You're like, okay, I did my job today. I'm I was good. There was none of that. Like I could have cared less. Like it, it, in that moment in time, the only thing that could have even meant anything would have been had I hit that ball out to put us up, you know, uh, eight to three or whatever it would have been. But you know, you hit a single like Encarnacion. <laughs> Encarnacion hit the like little dribbler too. It was and Beltre like kick stopped it, which I thought was cool. Um, and I hit another single. I was like so dumb. Then we got another bench clearer and weird, wild. I was packing for my wedding <clears throat> when that was, I was in the process of getting yelled at because I wasn't helping as much as I was supposed to be helping. I was like, you realize that there's, there's an unprecedented moment happening in baseball history. I'm with my friend playing. Like I'm going to watch what's <laughs> happening right now. Like this is like 45 minutes. It's never going to happen again. Just let it happen. I'll ever like I, how's that ever happening yet and that yeah you're 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 you know yeah. maybe i'm over speaking here your best friend's playing first base in the game and slash hitting and that's the jersey i wore that's the jersey from the props <clears throat> yeah no it was it was a really just it, what a just a strange sequence of events the ultimate baseball god moment that Things things were going to play out the way they're going to play out. There was just that's what was going to happen. There's no way around it. You guys were destined to win that game. Um, yeah. I was, I'll never get over the fact that he stuck his arm out and threw the ball off his arm, and it, they didn't call it back. I can never just a he stuck his arm out and hit the ball. It's got to be so a that's rule one of, somewhere. That's one of those moments where I feel like. The umpire's natural instinct should probably be what is right. Like Dale Scott blew it that It's got to be a dead ball. It's got to be a dead ball. It has to be. Because how can throwing – and I understand, look, throwing the ball – if the hitter is in the box and you throw it off his shoulder, 
That's one thing. But when a guy sticks his arms out, but then they say, oh, well, he does it all the time. And I said, Dan Bellino is at first base. And I'm talking to him like, Dan, like, how can you, how can you determine whether it was on purpose or not? And he's like, and he goes, well, if he's not looking back there and I go, well, so if I don't look back and I just start waving the bat like this, is that, <laughs> is that legal? Also, also if you're doing it on purpose, if you're doing it on purpose, you would sell it by not looking to make it look yeah. like you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Just was, a wild, uh, wild sequence. Super strange. Super strange. Very <clears throat> weird, weird moment in time, but. Glad to be on the right side of it. That's for sure. Can we talk about some real shit? Is that all right? All right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we got to intro a little bit. I Share know. our personalities. So topic number one, let's jump right into it. Uh, we've been asked to address the can of worms that was opened on hitting Twitter. Um, Didn't we open so it on the one, pickle? Well, yeah, we knew it was going to get opened based on the topic list from last week. Uh is it a can of worms being opened? No, maybe. It's just if you're gonna if you're gonna pretend that you're right about everything, just bat a thousand, just bat a thousand. Don't screw anybody up if you're gonna be right. Uh, I think it's ironic that that you're allowed to one person's allowed to disagree with everybody, but nobody's allowed to disagree with you. That's like that's not a good sign. That's. It's not healthy. It's not uh, productive. It's just like what good came of it? What good comes of of calling people names, calling you the PED sidekick? It's just it's sorry. It's sad. It's the it's funny so thing is unnecessary. The funny thing is, I would love for in our society for people to do that to people's faces, right? To just literally do it to somebody's face if you want to do it do it do it to somebody's face stop hiding behind your computer screen stop well then it's like, like subtweets and knowing and that, yeah, yeah. It's, somebody it's, called me an idiot so i said hi which i loved i loved I doing it. That. Like if, that was funny and it's funny because every, like the, the talking point there is it's always got to be about the swing and being about the truth and if you bring up something or or divert it's always oh no you got to answer my questions and i just ask like a simple question is judge ready to snap at release because when he when he does his load and his hands are further out front his barrel angle increases after the ball is released so if that means he's ready to hit based on whatever definition you're using just tell us your definition and then we can like have a conversation about your definition of what it means to be ready to swing <clears throat> you can't increase the barrel if you're snapping can I ask if you're you, talking about one con, one continuous flow? Sure, one continuous flow. Got it. Whatever. He's ready we, on time. We call that gather. We call that gather. Yeah. Let's talk about something more more penetrating. Watching okay. hitters who you have never spoken to, who wouldn't give you the time of day, and saying, "Oh, you have to match video of that," and this is what I teach, is such a crock of shit. Like being like, "Oh, this is what I teach." Like, dude, you never, you never talk about the dudes that you messed up, which everybody knows about it. Anybody that's in the space knows. You never say, oh, well, I messed this guy up. My bad. Just have a little bit of humility, dude. Just some humility. Stop, like, acting like you're the high and mighty. And the funny part to me is how you sleep at night 
when you say some of the stuff you do because literally nobody that matters respects you or likes you for that matter. And I give Aaron a ton of credit. I give Aaron Judge a ton of credit because he's somehow managed to like stay the course, do his thing, extract value how he could. And that's fine. Like good for him. Good for Aaron. Cause at the end of the day, it's about Aaron. It's not about the other guy. It's not about you, dude. It ain't about you. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares. And to me, it's like, it's wild. It's wild. Like I, I just, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. <clears throat> I think it would be, it would be refreshing if there was effort put towards figuring out why your stuff doesn't work with players <clears throat> versus attacking everything else that you don't agree with. It's th- this perception that there's this one way to swing and one way is the best way and one way is the only way. And anything that's not in agreement with that, 100% lockstep is the devil, essentially, like the hitting version of the devil. <clears throat> and you're the only person that has the, uh, the the grades to the test. You're the only person that knows. Come on. It's La La Land, about? man. It's La La Land, just dude, spend, I'm telling you. Just spend, spend time focusing on why you've messed up hitters that there there's humility in that there's there's got to be an element of we were talking to a college coach the other day like what's the success rate 50 percent like what are you doing to make it 60 percent what are you doing to make it 70 percent if if what you're teaching isn't working for a player does that mean the player is wrong or does it mean it's not compatible with the player and what does that even mean there, there's so many layers to this that like I just I I try not to engage with it most of the time because it's not worth the energy because it's not productive. If if you're helping people, great, help those people, build your building, build your build what you're building, help people, great. But stop trying to tear everybody else down. If you're the best, it's the cream's gonna rise to the top. Let that happen. Just stop being a dick. Yeah, that's about it. Or keep that's or keep right. doing it. Or just keep doing it. If that's who you are. I just the other part is when when people say, "Oh yeah, the person's really nice in person." They're really nice person in person, just they're weird online. They're just that they're not a good person. Then you you could be if you're a good person in person and you're a good person online. That's just consistency. But you yeah. know, a good person doesn't turn into a bad person online. You don't just well when there's less consequences, you choose you randomly become a bad person or a, a jerk like. It's just crazy. And then you say, have, oh, I'm not being a jerk. I'm, I'm, I'm holding people accountable or some BS like that. Our very first business mentor, Paul Caniani, used to <clears> tell me all the time. He's like, you can be good or you can be bad and I can deal with you either way. But just be consistent, right? Like be consistent, man. And that's, I think the I think the one thing you could say about both of us is that we're very consistent in our personalities. Like we're not, there's never been a time in my life I've pretended to be right. I, I actually think the more doors we open, the less we actually know, right? Like the more you know, the less yeah, you know. I, I think I've I've certainly gone through stretches where I feel like I'm, ego will creep in and you'll think that you're more right or that you have answers. And th- there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. It's more when you when you encounter situations where it's not working, are you going to like look in the mirror and be honest with yourself or are you going to just dig deeper into the, the hole you've created 
and you're just going to sink your teeth in and just here's the, hold on to here's it. Here's the funniest part about the whole thing, right? If you if you really look at it from a sheer what you're trying to accomplish as a hitting person, your objective is to get any hitter that comes to you to be more educated and become a better hitter after they see you. And I think by and large, by and large, and I, you stay with me here. If a hitter comes to somebody that has experience, knowledge, information, whatever it is, by by default, they should be a better hitter. Does that mean they will be a more productive hitter? We don't know. Because what we've done is we've presented new information. We've opened up new doors and ideas and thoughts. The problem with hitting and the challenge with hitting a baseball is it is a it's incredibly nonlinear, right? Like it's not linear because it doesn't matter. It doesn't baseball doesn't care how much, you know, baseball doesn't care how much better you got. Baseball does not care how much better your swing is because guess what? Oh, for four still waiting on opening day and then oh, for four is waiting the next day. So the, 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 the terrifying thing is to sit here and say like, I made it, I think I made a hitter better but their productivity and their their numbers were actually worse or their numbers didn't show up because the the game doesn't care and on offense we're playing defense so what we're learning how to do is be the best at protecting and defending and surviving and we're not like the we're trying to talk about hitting an optimization and it is not an optimal thing. I, I don't know how many times I've said that. So to sit here and say, Oh, I'm right. I got it right. I got it all figured out means you're a tool. Cause that means you don't even understand what hitting is fundamentally period. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I'm done. <clears throat> Resounding. I'm done all right. on that topic. And moving on. All right. I'm going to drink some, <clears throat> Seltzer water. Yeah. Had had multiple conversations with, with MLB organizations recently. And it's just funny. It's funny how <clears throat> perception and, and trying to tell people like one of the one person online told me, Oh, the league knows, the league knows. The league knows what? You don't know who I'm talking to. You don't know what I'm working on. You don't know me. Like you don't know anything. <laughs> You just listen to one person telling you something that they think is right, and it's not right. It's just funny. The whole thing's funny to me. Um, <clears throat> that all being said, if certain information works for a player, yes, that's awesome. Keep going. You just you never know what's going to work for a player. So how can you? I, I I find it very hard to talk trash about any anything when it comes to hitting athleticism life whatever you don't know what's going to work what words are going to click what feels are going to make sense you don't know nobody's batting a thousand with this stuff nobody everything <clears throat> works for somebody something doesn't work for everybody weird oh wow that's like a fortune cookie right there that was nice it's so wild dude it, and like if it's a if you know what I I would I would I would respect it more if people were like oh this is just a, an act as a marketing ploy but it's not like that's not what it is 
It's not. It's just a personality trait. It's, it's a characteristic. It's, par it's partially that, but it's, yeah. Yep. So let's move on. Um, heard it here first. Pools was thinking about retirement. Article came out talking about it. We got the scoop on that, which doesn't matter whatsoever. It just was interesting and shocking to us, I think, when we heard it. Talked about some of the adjustments he made. It, and somebody asked me about him the other day. Um, I think Joey did. Talk, we were talking about adjustments and he he talked about lowering his hands, getting the barrel out a little bit. <clears throat> I think he had to marry the style of his swing to what, with his upper body to what the lower body was doing because he has to generate a little bit more. I mean, he had a great second half. Awesome second half. Imagine if he had retired and kind of went on a sour note versus what he did instead. I mean, so much more fun. We're going to talk about the Cardinals and how it's kind of the end of an era with uh, Yachty going out. <clears throat> but in the article, he talked about how it's all feel, how it's all adjustments and feel. And it's like, yeah, that's he had to find what worked for him. I think he was lost. He was lost for years in Anaheim or Los Angeles, wherever they play. He was, he didn't have it And whether that it was his, his feet were breaking down or his hips were, but what went through some injuries, who knows what's going on with his personal life. There's just, he wasn't a million he, things. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he wasn't Albert pools. Like he, his true self was not showing up at the field. So to, I'm, I, I feel happy for him that he got to finish with the the second half that he had and that he didn't pack up his bags and go home when he was thinking about it. I don't know if there's any like glamorous story here about perseverance or anything other than Can I tell you what happened? He figured it out because he could have kept playing and it could have been worse. Like can he's I, just can he I, found it. Can I tell you what happened though? Like this and this is the amazing part. And I, I feel so connected to this story because it's amazing what happens when a player just lets go of all the baggage they're carrying. Because the, when you get to the point as an athlete, as an alpha, as a true competitor, and you say, I'm done, dude. Like, I what, like I can't I, – I need to hang it up or whatever it is. And I never, I've never gotten to that point mentally, emotionally, to be able to say, like, I can't play anymore. But I have gotten to the point where it's like – you get to the last rung of the ladder where you feel like you're struggling and you're like, dude, I'm so over this. Like I'm over feeling like this. I'm over stressing about it. I'm over getting like to the point where I'm, I, it's making me miserable. And it's like letting go of all the garbage. And then guess what happens when you let go of all the garbage? You go, holy crap, I just get to play today and I'm not attached to, success failure it's it's almost in, it's like insignificant at that point just you put, and then and then what happens is you just play and when you play and when you have a clear mind and you're not worried about anything all of a sudden you go hey like i can make adjustments in real time i can think about what happened on that pitch or how i saw that pitch and everything slows down and, and it, like people ask for like the magic pill to get to this place all the time, but it's as simple as like, stop carrying ego agenda bullshit with you. And it's really, really difficult because you're bred and born to want to be the best in the world. So you're always chasing 
something, a standard, trying to be better than somebody else. And so it's like this climb up a ladder. And now I'm telling you, hey, pretend you're on the last rung of the ladder and you got nothing to lose. When you, We all know we have something to lose, right? But the freedom to play that way, and I think that I, I, don't, I don't know how to marry the things that we need to marry to get any individual person to that place, but good for Albert that maybe it was the, the day that it was at the all-star game. We thought it, we thought it was over. Our insider told us, Hey, he was going to hang it up at the all-star game. And then for whatever reason, the game brought him back to the clubhouse the next day. And then bam, Emerald Lagasse. Bam. Mm-hmm. Is that a shout out? Remember that? Emerald was cool for a while. No, I'm just more than anything. I'm just happy for him. It's not a lot of players get to to finish on a high note like that, and felt like a little storybook ending, getting to 700, hitting another homer at the home stadium, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Would have been nice to see him make a run in the playoffs, but um, matters. I don't think that wasn't matters. wasn't in the cards. The, yeah, the question was in the cards. In the, cards. Ha, the question Hard I knows. really I have, didn't think about that. Yeah, the question I really have. Looking back on it, would he have been cooler if his name was Alberto Pujols or if it was just Albert? Can you imagine if question. it was Alberto Pujols? Both pretty cool. Uh, you remember the ESPN commercial? Are you the machine? No, I'm. it's just me, Albert. No, it's just me, Alberto. That would have been funny. That was uh, Those old ESPN commercials were awesome. Uh, so shout out Albert. Maybe we can get him on the pod. He's got a, he said he's going to honor his 10 year, what do they call it? Lifestyle agreement or a personal service agreement with the angels. 10 years, 10 million bucks. This is a million bucks a year. I don't know. What does that involve? Just like hanging out with fans doing like TV stuff. I don't know. High you should have got one of those. You should, you should have done a, a, a personal, what is it even called? I forget what it's called. I don't even know what you're talking about, but he yeah. was part of his part of his deal with Anaheim was it was like two fifty for ten years plus ten million a million a year for ten years to have like this ongoing relationship with the team. You know what I should have done? I don't done? think I've seen one of those. I should have gone to the squad and told them I would take a fifth of my salary and then defer the rest of it for my whole time in the big leagues. And then I I would have I'd be making bank right now. Okay. Defer my rookie minimum contract. Too late. It's too late for that. An idiot. Maybe next anyway. time. <clears throat> Maybe next time. All right. Playoff format. We've got the six teams in. Top two teams get a bye, which turned into like five days off. Um, I love the format. And in the respect of felt like NCAA opening weekend where it was just game after game after game, full weekend of games. I love that same, same location made it so that there was no travel, which I liked because you could just play the games, gave incentive to have the better record, which helped. And then three out of uh, four road teams. I think won. logistically yeah, it made sense. helped logistically, but not necessarily with the winning of games. Uh, I love the new format. I thought it was great. I think the team sitting up for five days. I just say three, three, three game short, three game series is short. 
it's a, you can win a series on energy and momentum. But you've already, I think the the third division winner kind of gets a raw deal where they won the division and don't really get the reward for that. But to an extent, you're you've earned the uh, you've earned the coin flip, the three game coin flip. Yeah, but the problem, the the issue, the issue still arises. Like, is and, and I guess you could always say this in baseball: is it is the truest best team always winning? Which I, I it's really hard to say in our sport. Is it the best team in a seven game series? You're more than likely going to get the better of the two teams, unless it's really evenly matched. But I think in a three gamer, you know, you play three game series all the time and the last place team wins two out of three in a series. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean the, the wild, the wild card team has won the world series before you just got to yeah. get in the race. You got to get in the race. If you, but if the you're not in the race, team, you can't win. I don't have a problem with the wild card team winning the world series. Cause that means they're the better team. It, it means they're playing better at the right time. They win a seven game series. The last place team in baseball right now, the pirates, the, Whoever's, they could win a three-game series against anyone. Yeah, right. Harder to win a five, hard even harder to win a seven. Makes sense. Like that's all I'm saying. I, I think yeah. when you get to the cream of the crop, like just dude, things could change. Like I mean, if the Blue Jays, let's talk for a second. What like what were you doing taking Kevin Gosman out of the game? Can you want to talk about the ultimate moment rally killer? You're up eight to one in the sixth. Guys, bases loaded, nobody out. Punches two dudes out. Punch two dudes out. Went punchy, punchy. Energy's high. Slamming his chest. Let's go. Crowd's into it. Time out. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to kill all the energy in the stadium. I'm going to kill your buzz. I'm going to kill the fans' buzz. And I'm going to bring in a reliever with bases loaded who's probably going, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I better not spike one because then they're going to score a run. Oh, my God. Spike, heater, ball, 8-2. <laughs> Cambio three run homer game over. As soon as they took him out, I was like, dude, this what? Like, what are you doing? And oh, by the way, my other what are you doing moment, and I have to talk about this because I don't even want to talk about anything else. What on planet Earth are we doing throwing back to back heaters down the poo shooter to Jordan Alvarez? Like, you brought in the lefty to do that. That's what we're doing. Like poo shooter not, hitters. Not a, not well executed. I just noticed my name is spelled wrong on this. By the way, I'm going to change that. Um, yeah, yeah, not no, well executed. Great. I called my I called Sweet Lou Colabello right because you got to ask a left handed pitcher. Be like, hey, you're the winning run at the plate. Is Jordan Alvarez? Like, what are you throwing first pitch? And he goes, probably not a fastball. And I'm like, oh, so not heater down the poo shooter. He's like, yeah, I'd probably flip him. And I was like, all right, let's just say you threw him a fastball and you got away with it because he followed it straight back. Now, what are you throwing on the next pitch? He's like, yeah, probably spinning him again. Not heater down the middle. He's trying, to, trying to trying to sneaky double up heater down the middle. Yeah, he like work. you can't sneak the cheese past a rat dog. What are we doing? The only other time I've ever seen that, and I said this to like three people, I was so befuddled. Like data, analytics, scouting reports, blah, it's all this crap, and you throw two heaters down the freaking chute. What the F, man? And then the only other time I've ever seen this, Italy was beating Venezuela one to nothing in the WBC in 2017. And by Venezuela, I mean Venezuela. 
one nothing, ninth inning. We got it. It's over, right? We bring in some dude who nobody knew, pitched in the Taiwan League. I don't even, and his, I think his name is Mark DeMark, which is weird. It's like just a weird name. Miguel Cabrera comes up to bat. Cervelli goes like this, heater away, pinky. I'm like, all right, we got away with one. We threw him a heater. Now throw him all breakers or change-ups or ephases or whatever. Just not the same pitch twice in a row. Next pitch, fooled him. Heater away, homer, 1-1. That's the only time I ever seen – I turned to Descalzo at second base. I was like, Danny, I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. They're not throwing back-to-back heaters to Chris Colabello right there, but we're doing it to Miguel Cabrera. It's not good. <clears throat> try maybe try to catch him by surprise. Not a, not a good decision. Let's move on. Uh, Cleveland beat Tampa. Jose Ramirez hit a homer to a part of the field that he never hits a homer, so that's fun. Uh, I, I've already seen articles about Tampa starting to make moves. Looks like maybe a, a Rosarena isn't going to be in town anymore. Essentially, that if that if what they have this year didn't work, they got to try something different. Do you know why the Rays lost? Because they didn't score as many points as the other team. They went nine for seventy-eight in twenty-four innings. They went nine for seventy-eight with twenty-nine punchouts and scored one run. You know why, Bobby? Because they don't have any good hitters that hit good, other than Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarildil. Harold Ramirez is actually okay. Is that his name? Like he's a decent little hitter, but you got no know. juice. I know. But so though they have three hitters in their lineup, and then a bunch of six hundred OPSs because they match up well. That are like this lefty against this righty, and then they sub the real deal against all this deal, and that, bro, it doesn't work. Like when you're facing top line pitching, top end guys, if you don't have good hitters, they're not going to hit good. Period. Stop running 620 OPSs out and trying to convince me that they're two win players. Enough. Oh, my God. Taylor Wall is a 550 OPS. Like, I didn't even know who the dude was. But, like, man, he's a two-and-a-half win player. Like, he stinks, dude. He can't hit. And if he can't hit, you're not going to get hits when it matters to get hits. I'm done. Playoffs are different. Play- I feel like uh... – Winning consistently the regular season is never going to be the same as winning in the playoffs. Because you need good hitters different to team. hit against good pitchers. But you need hitters to hit the right way, have success the right way. It's a different. Look at what the Phillies did in Game One against the Braves, right? Moving runners, bunting, sacrifice fly. This you Bryce have Harper to be able to Bruce. create. Do you see Bruce sack bunted? Yeah, Bruce with the sack bunt. He also went three for three with a swant and a double. I think that game. <laughs> Maybe more people need a sack bunt. Get yeah. the vibes up. You know what Vishnu? Vishnu on our developer, our project manager in India, his name is Vishnu. And he accidentally said, What's up, bro? to me on Slack. Because <laughs> he was It's like the bro app in Silicon Valley. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Bro. And then uh he uh he's like, Oh, sorry, I was talking to you like I talked to my friends. Sorry. And I was like, dude. He calls his fire. friends bro. He, That's fire. Well, he I, I saw him. He, he said it in Slack, and then he edited to make it Bobby. He was like, "Oh, I'm, I, I was like, bro, is funnier. You should you should have kept it." He's like, "Oh no, sorry, that's how I how I say it to my friends." The bro. And then on the Zoom awesome. call, then, then we got on the call. We got on the call, and he said something about getting the vibes up. I was like, I didn't know they got vibes up in uh, in India. It was great. 
That boy Vishnu. First shout out to Vishnu. And Raga wants yeah. a t-shirt because I told him, I told him when Pro Play works, he gets a t-shirt. So I got to send the t-shirt to uh, the Raga hey, out in India. Side shout note. out to them, by the way. They've been hustling. Side note: three series, three series at one one right now. Three series. Yep, Yankees, three at one Indians one. Ascended. Houston, Houston's two up on uh two zero to Mariners, yeah. but and everything that could else. be one Cleveland one just if they won didn't black out twice. I'm excited about San Diego, two. man. I'm excited about the. Padres, How did you say it, Alvarez? How did you say Alvarez? Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, you have to make a face. It's Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> Alvarez. Got it. Alvarez. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, Phillies Braves tied up. Padres Dodgers tied up. Yeah, both tonight, right? And then uh, Yankees. Cleveland today. just beat. Yep, Cleveland just won. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about the pods. I hated that matchup for the Mets. I would have loved like a <clears> – <throat> I would have loved for the Mets to have gone further. I'm excited the Phillies are the Phillies. What's gonna What's gonna I, happen with them? They with shouldn't the have thrown now. Wheeler in Game Two, by the way. That, what is gonna happen with the Mets? They're gonna keep signing players. They're gonna turn into the East Coast Dodgers. They're gonna have a 280 million dollar payroll, and then they're eventually they're gonna they win. Keep the ground. Be great. They I mean, keep he's the, the best pitcher on the planet. So yeah, probably a good idea. Pay him five hundred eighty-seven. Who else has the money to whatever. sign him? Yeah, who Dodgers. else has the money to pay him? The Red Sox. The Dodgers. The Red Sox are acting like a small market team, so I don't know. But I feel like they've been they've been working to clear space on the, the Dodgers for a while. No, the, the Red Dodgers. Sox. Oh, the I Red think like Sox. David yeah, Price Sox. was still David. The Red David Sox Price are, is coming off the books. The Red Sox are like the Rays. They're the they're the new Rays. It's the Boston Red Sox, dude. Sign just sign players, yeah. spend money. No, they need they need to. It's it's tough because you need. We were talking about this in Arizona how the the Rays have such a low cost per win, and as a small market team, you need to figure out how to win games without spending money. So the cost per win super low. If you try to do that in a major market like New York, and it didn't work, they'd come for your head because you ha- you need names, you need branding in the in the major markets. You couldn't roll out the players you were just naming on the Rays in New York. You just couldn't do it. Yeah, but you also can't do it in Tampa because then nobody goes to games. If you got good and in places and showed that you cared about baseball, like I imagine people would go. Cleveland's packed. Stadium's packed right now. They have marquee dudes. Not, like no marquee yeah, dudes. Are they really know, a small market? Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland versus Tampa is different. Tampa's setup is so bad. I mean, you got to go over the bridge. It's not even in Tampa. Yeah, the area it's, it's in terrible. is like down by there, the water. Let's nice, just clarify. One of our guests said this. I think it was Goldstein. There's no such thing as a small market team, just to be clear. It's just teams are going to decide how much profit they want per year because they need to know how many Bugattis they need. So but that's it. So Mets, I mean, the Scherzer coming back. We were, ta- we were also talking about Verlander last week. Scherzer's how- on a deal, isn't Ver- he? He didn't sign Verlander. up one year. Scherzer's on a deal. Um, I don't know when his deal. This, I'm going to look it up real quick. Scherzer. I spelled Scherzer wrong, but Google knew how to spell it. Good job, Google. Uh, he is signed through 23, so he's got one more. Yeah, 
He's, he's he got a 24 a, option. He signed a two-year, like, 100, two what is it, what, 100 million, $80 million, something uh, like 40 per. It's a two-year, 86.7, 86.67, with the 24 option. The 24 option is like probably for, not light. For another 43. For $146 million. Um, 43. Yeah. Uh, we were no. talking about like Verlander though. I think I'm pretty sure Verlander's a free agent. He's going to do like yeah, a. Yeah, he signed a one year deal because he's coming like off a, injury. But he's going to do like a three year with a one year opt out, maximize the AAV. I think, I think, I think he's probably, it, Verlander's age is probably two. Two is the most you give him because you're afraid he's going to break and he'll yeah. take it because he doesn't care. He's going to want to stay in Houston anyway. He likes it there. Um, yeah. Um, I, we need to move on and almost wrap here. But I want yeah, is we, Jordan well, we Alvarez about the, the scariest hitter in baseball? I, I think he's the scariest man. He's really good. <clears throat> so his swing is is it's going to play well in the playoffs. It's steady. It's on time. Hits the ball the other way. It's in the zone. It's in the zone. No, Hits the ball the other way. He's not. He's not a one dimensional type player. Takes his um, knocks. He's got, guy. he's got enough protection. He's got enough protection around him that he's gonna get pitches. I saw there was a segment about Jeremy Pena, how him getting on base has been a major table setting situation for them. University of Maine. Jeremy Pena. Yeah. Yep. Marquise. Uh, let's see. Relievers relievers are getting more and more disgusting. Fact. The the arms that are getting rolled out. Producer Patrick texted about like he's watching the Dodgers. Like I even know who this guy is, and he's throwing a hundred mile an hour sinkers that are just falling off the table. It's amazing what guys are doing with, but high velo because because in the in the like ten years ago the guys that threw fuel it was just straight. It was just like here. It but comes, guess what? The shit out Hang of it, on. That's it. Guess what? The teams that had a lot of success early had great starting pitching because if you if you go to your leverage guys too often in a series. Then it's it they're gonna get exposed. Like the first round was like all about starting pitching, right? Guys mowing seven inning shetty, and I, I I'm not denying that the relievers have really good arms and electric stuff. Um, I'd really be curious to see um about the guns, like the difference in the guns, because I, I mean, there's a lot Radar of guys that throw hundred just to specify. Yeah, not. I'm not talking about like their arms or the shotguns. There's a lot of guys to No, Bobby. Um, but there's been a lot of uh, people have alluded to like where the gun picks up the ball. I don't know what to say because I because like Nolan Ryan again. Did you watch the Nolan Ryan documentary? Why? How am I frozen? I haven't watched it yet. That's on my list. I need to watch the Jeter. I need to watch Jeter, and I need to watch Nolan Ryan. Yeah, they're talking about Nolan Ryan like he throws like the modern day version of 117. So like it's pretty interesting. Like that dude got so much swing and miss. Like I I'd love to see what Nolan Ryan's fastball looks like next to everybody else. But I, look, I mean at the end of the day, the relievers have good stuff. I think I think the hitters have good stuff too, and I think the stuff gets hit when it's not thrown well. Was 117 an exaggeration or is that a real number? Yeah, that they did no, I think that one guy said like 108 or 109. I, I can't remember what the number was, but it was, they, they said like, they, they thought Nolan Ryan. I was going to say 117 is one. massive, but. Yeah, 
the it was like they were talking I, about I need to watch it. How, it's it's just yeah. a one a one yeah one parter but really interesting it's and not it talks about how he right? struggled just one really. thing. no just yeah. a one one to Maybe watch it tonight yeah on that note uh-huh. who you got winning would tell We've me we got your a uh, fun we, we got uh, tell me your winners first. Well, we got we have a fun Mike Trout stat first. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to know who you want. Who I, you think's I, gonna win? I like. I'm trying to talk. Can you hear me? What's going on? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Indians. I like I like the Indians. Uh, with the Phillies up six nothing right now in the bottom of third, it's tough to go against that. But I do like Atlanta. I still like Atlanta in that series. Uh, with my heart, I want the Padres to win, but they're not going to win. And the Mariners. I would love. So I would Astros, love to see. A, yeah, the the Mariners series ended on the two run homer by Bregman in the eighth. Let's clarify that because then when they got to the ninth, with it, like, how do you take Munoz out and to bring in Seawald, Sewald, like whatever, and then take him out for Robbie Ray? Leave Seawald. your let your closer be your closer. Let your closer be your closer. You said it the other day. Yeah, the Astros win. I. Uh, Picking against the Yanks, is you tough, start messing man, with you start messing with roles, and then guys don't know where they're slotting yeah. in, and it just gets messy. We're, let's go Yankee. Let's Who go Yankees, Astros, yeah. Yankees, Astros, and Padres. Why, 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 do the Yan- why the Yankees? Why do you think the Yankees are going to win? Patrick was shaking his head no when I said Indians. Uh, I think I the Indians are I, good. I love the Indians. Tito's my guy. Demarlo's my guy. I really, I just love the their staff. But anyway, I'm just going to go Yankees, Astros. Padres silly. Let's go. I'm predicting. I don't I, I'm rooting. This is fandom. This is uh I want the Padres one. Yeah. I would like I would like Seattle to at least win one game. That would be good for their fans. No, no chance. No shot. Um it's gonna it's just gonna be tough. McCullers is gonna just fling sliders up there all day. And we'll see what happens. Uh fun Mike Trout sat. He's one of four players ever to miss. 40 games and hit 40 homers. The three other players ever, we've got Nelson Cruz in 19, JD Martinez in 17, and Hank Aaron in 1973. I have one more topic for you. Producer Patrick will love it. I, I'm gonna I think I know how to say this guy's name. Have you seen this NBA prospect, Webb and Yama? I think that's how you say his name. Yes. Have you seen this guy, Chris? Yes. I He's have. one of the most impressive. One of the most impressive things, not even in sports, just one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. He's like seven four, doing like running fadeaways from the corner. Then yeah, running he looks the like a guard at somebody. seven two. Yeah, seven three. Like he needs he needs a twelve foot hoop. He's he's the he's a little kid, or he's the big kid playing on the small hoop. It's like I want to play one. If on he went one and played eight foot hoops right now. Yeah, he would destroy I wanna play, you. I want to. You have no chance. He's a I, foot taller than you. I would and he's, love to his see jumper's it. I wa- wet. I just he's want to see handles. his athleticism. <laughs> he's hey. the most. I, I saw a TikTok and some guy was going crazy, and it was like it's kind of a stereotypical type video that I won't go into detail with that, but it was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Why did you get both on the mics like that? Because you, you froze. Um, you oh, froze. froze. Yeah, that you saw a TikTok right. and then you froze. On that note, yeah, the TikTok, I have a, the, no, the I, TikTok was hilarious. I'm going to share it with you guys. You can watch it. I won't tweet it because it's inappropriate. But Webinyama, Webinyama, I want him to go to what's the what's the team that just got Chet and they have a bunch of seven footers, Oklahoma City, Patrick. I want him to go there. I want I want them to have 
just giant trees like the what are the the red whatever trees in california i want them to be that team on that red (laughs) i'm enjoying the show and i'm sorry for everyone that really wants to keep hearing us talk i have stuff to do i have a dishwasher installation happening and i have to go and it's over so i need to go make sure the craziest thing about today's episode is we didn't even talk about your haircut. We usually have a hair segment, and we didn't talk about that at all. You got a haircut. And Joey would be so proud. I need proud. a haircut. Joey I need be a so haircut because I haven't trimmed up. Did you get lined up? You got a, you got a hard part in there? This hard is the segment line. of the show when Chris says he has to leave, and I'm trying to keep him on as long as possible. I know. On that note. You got a line? You shaved in? Hey. Raz- pickle out. Clippers or razor? Pickle out. Pickle out. Pickle out. Pickle out. <laughs>